Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Tonight on Piers Morgan Uncensored, one of the most infamous men in the world, Andrew Tate's misogynistic tirades have been viewed billions of times online. He's now been effectively banned, though, from the internet. He doesn't think that's fair. Tonight, I'm going to try and work out if it is. From London, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored. Well, good evening from London and welcome to a special edition of Piers Morgan Uncensored. Andrew Tate, one-on-one. He's the most famous man you probably never heard of with billions of views online. At one point this year, more people were searching Google for Andrew Tate than Donald Trump or Kim Kardashian. A former professional kickboxer, he was kicked off Big Brother in 2016 after a video emerged of him striking a woman in what they now both claim was a consensual sex game. He's since made millions as a pornographer and casino owner in Romania, but it's his online videos that have made him notorious across the world, posing as a playboy with fast cars, cigars, weapons and cash he rants about his often scandalous views on women. Or instruct a female to provide sustenance. Cook. So I think my sister is my her husband's property, yes. Tells young men they can get as rich as him by paying for his digital life lessons. I have a hundred business tips I'm going to teach you which will allow you to make your own money instantly. But amid a global media backlash, the net has closed on Andrew Tate. While millions still share his videos, he's effectively banned from the web, booted off Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. To his fans, he's a misunderstood satirist and a victim of big tech censorship. To many others, he's a malicious misogynist. Tonight, I'll try and get to the truth. Well, some of the opinions Andrew Tate shares in his videos are undeniably deeply offensive. We're going to show you some of them on this show. I think you should see them for yourself, not simply hear what he says about them or what other people say about them. Tens of millions of people across the world follow Andrew Tate, and with a big following comes a big responsibility, as well as a public interest in holding his views to account. If outrageous opinions are read aloud, they can be challenged and exposed for what they are. If they're silenced, the person holding these views can become a martyr. So that's why I invited Andrew Tate to come here tonight, and he joins me now live. So, Andrew... Well, welcome, first of all. Um, You've come all the way from Romania to do this interview. Correct. What, what do you hope to achieve from this interview? Why are you here? It'd be interesting to have a conversation with you. You've certainly been uh, the subject of your own divided opinions in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people who would say some of the things you say are perhaps dangerous or toxic. Uh, so I thought you'd be a good person to speak to about this subject. I didn't know much about you before this year. Uh, and then I suddenly became very aware of you, as the world did. Because, as I said earlier, you, you were the number one subject searched on Google ahead of Donald Trump. Yeah. I didn't think it was even possible. Yeah. Why did you get suddenly so popular stroke infamous, do you think? I exploded. Uh, I certainly didn't do that with magic. I've been on the internet for a very long time. 
I think in the world we live in now, as the other side, the other side, the people who disagree with me as they get more and more tyrannical in their censorships and their hate mobs, etc., as standard masculine practices are deemed toxic, I didn't put a magic spell on everybody. I managed to uh, accumulate a large amount of affinity with the male populace across the Western world because I'm simply saying things that many men believe, think and feel. The problem I would say is I want to play you just a, a, a clip off the top. This is from Joe Rogan. He's somebody I, I absolutely love. Sure. And I think it explains to me what my what I presume my issue with you is going to be, right? Correct. And you, right, you have absolutely got the right to try and persuade me otherwise. Sure. But Joe Rogan said this about you. My 12-year-old and my 14-year-old asked me about Andrew Tate. And what'd my you say? What'd you say? Me, I said he's a legit world champion kickboxer. I go, I like him a lot. Why do you like him? And I was asking him. And they said he says a lot of funny stuff on, on Twitter and TikTok. Qual- he f***ed up with the misogynist. Yes. Because yeah. if he didn't do that, if he just did the pro-male stuff. So I thought that was interesting because when I've gone over everything that's been at the centre of the debate about Andrew Tate, I come down with Joe Rogan in the sense that there's a lot of stuff you say I agree with. You know, I've got three sons in their 20s. It's not easy, actually, being a young male in the modern world. Um, and I think a lot of the things that you say about that uh, can resonate with them. Yeah. The problem comes with the, I don't know, 10 20% or whatever of your output, which on the face of it appears to be blatant misogyny. And when you couple that with your massive influence and huge reach... That is why the social media companies have decided to effectively cancel you. I don't believe in cancellation. I don't believe in censorship particularly. That's why I've invited you to come on the show. Um, but I do think a lot of the things you've said are blatant misogyny. Do you, do you accept that? So you made a very interesting point there. You just said on the face of it appear to be blatantly misogynistic. Mm. I understand that on the face of some of the long format content I've made, if you're going to take a few seconds out of hours, chop it up, put it all over social media accompanied with my massive fame, then things can absolutely not be been taken out of context. I do not hate women in any regard. I have no negative relationship with women. No women have come forward saying I've hurt them. I have no criminal record for hurting women. There's no way I can be seen as the face or the devil in regards to how men treat women on, on, on the planet. I'm absolutely not the opposite. I believe in protecting and providing. I've been misunderstood. There's been large contingents of people who have tried very hard to purport lies about me. And, and the, the truth of the matter is I've, I've been producing content for a very long time. Hours and hours of videos been cut down to two or three seconds of clip. Those clips have gone viral and people misunderstand me. That's but I, see, I think you, you've used this phrase and be taken out of context. And I'm not, I'm not sure that is correct in the sense that it still comes out of your mouth. Some of the things Completely. You, some of the things you've said, I just think, are blatantly... Well, let's, do, let, well, let's do them. Let's, well, let's, let's hear let's, them. Let's go through some. Sure. Right? So you said this about Me Too stroke rape. This is probably 40% of the reason I moved to Romania. In Eastern Europe, none of this garbage flies. You go to the police and say, he raped me back in 1988. They'll say, well, you should have done something about it back then. Yeah, so the point I was making was obviously at the height of the Me Too scandal. And also, if we look at Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, there's been a lot of high-profile cases where men have been accused of things they did not do without evidence, and their lives have been completely and utterly destroyed. When I say these things, people sit and say that, oh, he hates women. I don't hate women. I think rape is disgusting. I would take a stronger stance on rape than the British government. I think these people should face the death penalty. But to sit and say that women without evidence can go forward and just make up accusations against men, even though they've been repeatedly proven to destroy men's lives at will... Is absolutely not. What about a woman who was raped back in 1988 and goes to the police? Then she, then the man should face absolute and complete justice. Mm. Uh, But you understand that when that clip appears on TikTok as a clip, 
And all right. You That's a clip, a, completely. Okay, but if still something came out of your mouth, do you accept that when that appears on TikTok, a lot of young, maybe not as smart as you, young men, right? Impressionable, teenagers, will read that and go, what's he saying here? Is he saying that rape doesn't exist? No, I, I completely. I'm not going to sit here as a professional and say that I can't be taken out of context. What I will say is that one small sentence you've taken was from a one-hour video where I explained that, of course, rape is disgusting. Of course, everybody should be punished for their crimes regardless of when they happened. But people are not perfect, male and female. And if you give women the opportunity to destroy men's lives without evidence, there's going to be a contingent of women who will do that. Do you, no think, do you think women are the property of men? No. The point I was why, making... Why have you said they are? Because I made a religious point. I said that when a man marries a woman, the woman's father walks him down the aisle walks her down the aisle and hands her away to the man. Traditionally, this is what it says in the Bible. I'm a religious person. I believe in God. I live in the most so religious world. So you do think the that the woman becomes the men? I promising. think she takes his last name. I mean, let's watch the clip that you said about sure. this so that we can get it in context. So I think my sister is my her husband's property, yes. When a bride is walking down the aisle to marry the groom, the father walks next to her and gives her away, true or false. That, right. Absolutely. But, but I've, I've been married twice, as it turns out, and on both occasions, I didn't believe that the woman was being handed to me as chattel, as property. It, I, perhaps the way that that... The reason, I'm asked that question repeatedly, and I'm asked in a loaded way. So would you and, rephrase what you said there? Now, what, that's, that's an interesting point about phrasing. The way I would say things before I was famous, mm. I have to take personal responsibility and accept right. that... If I make a video that 500 people see and 1% of them misunderstand it, that's not a problem. If I make a video that 5 million people see and 1% of them misunderstand it... So specifically on that point, I think my sister is her husband's property. She took his last name. She mm. she married him. She wanted to join his family. She has so said he, it herself. Right, so she... she She's still be, a sovereign individual. She's yeah, absolutely not a sovereign individual. But property means that, you, that the husband owns your sister. Listen, my friend, if we want to argue about this, we need to go back to the Bible, to the Quran. You need to argue with religious... No, no, I'm, I'm not talking about any, anything in the Bible or Quran. I'm but that's what you, it says. No, no, I'm asking you what you think. I think that if a woman marries a man and she decides to take his last name, that they have different roles and responsibilities within that marriage, mm. and I believe that... That's not the question. She is hand... I believe don't, the father... Don't behave, Andrew, I am. The, the father like, hands are... Don't behave like a politician. The father hands her when to the man. Right, but don't be a politician, because I think you're a straight talker, sure. right? You keep telling me you're a straight talker. Sure. I think my sister is her husband's property. Do you regret saying it like that? I, I understand that with my newfound fame, perhaps it could be phrased differently. However, I still believe that a woman is given to the man in marriage. That's what I believe. Yeah, but not as property. No, the property is the word that other people use when but they ask a, me the question. But as a, a, an equal partner in a loving union, that's what marriage actually means. It so, doesn't mean that when you get married, the woman is given to you as a bit of chattel. I, agreed. So why say it? I, but that's the way that people ask me the question. People say to me, they ask the oh, question... Oh, hey, you, you can't blame people for asking you questions. Surely, if you want to be accountable for what sure. you've said, you've got to own your responses. Don't, don't blame the question. I own the response. It's I believe... like me asking you a question okay. now and you say something and then say, well, I shall blame you for asking. I understand, Piers. Piers, I understand. I believe the woman is given to the man. I believe she's given away by the father. I believe she belongs to the man. So you she do... belongs to so the fundamentally, man. All right. So fundamentally, you do believe that a woman becomes a man's property at I marriage. believe she belongs to the man in marriage, correct. Right. Oh, you see, that to me is misogyny. And you're entitled to your opinion. Right. But do you, do you do not understand why people think it is misogyny? I understand why some people can be very offended by what I say. What they do is they take a point like that and they ignore all the other points I make the other way around. Yeah, but that's, why I've, that's why I've repeatedly asked you about that line to see if you've changed your position. But the reality is you haven't. It's not about changing positions. I'm a full-grown adult and I stick by the things I say and I'm responsible for them. I which, is, which, by the way, is fine. Absolutely. But so, you, what you did say at the start of this little exchange, you said, 
you know, I wouldn't maybe say things the same way now that I did before I was famous. And yet, actually, you've doubled down and said exactly the same thing. On certain points. So that is what you believe. That's my point. Yes. I'm trying to work out, look, I don't know you. We've just met, right? Yeah. I'm trying to work out who Andrew Tate is and what you actually believe. I I don't want to twist anything at all. Then let me make it very, very clear to the camera. I believe a woman is given to the man in in marriage. But a man doesn't own a woman. It's not, no, it's, okay. Unless they literally buy them as a slave. Well, obviously, we're not talking about that. We're talking about religious, biblical marriage. We're talking about something else. Yeah, but I'm, look, I'm a Christian. I don't believe that I, 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 I own my wife. Do you believe your wife was given away to you when she took your last name? I believe that there is a process where a, a father traditionally walks his daughter down the aisle and hands his daughter to this man, and they stand there and become a union of two loving so people in a partnership. No, there's no ownership involved. You're a smart guy, right? Correct, there's no yeah. denying that. You're yeah. a smart, you're a good talker. I've seen a lot of the stuff. But when you, what, what I don't think you quite fully understand... No, I understand very when, well. ...is when Pierce. young, impressionable people... I understand ..who are not well. as smart see things like, I think my sister is a husband's property, yes, and you've just reaffirmed that, yeah. that belief, they think that they have the right to own women. I understand that very well, Piers, which That's is why... That's why people think you're a misogynist. Completely. I understand all of this very well, which is why, when you're saying I was backtracking, I'm not. I'm Do you have any regret, though, over the way you phrase this stuff? Well, this is the point I was trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is... When I was not nearly as famous and I was making long format content, I was not sitting there anticipating I'd become the most Googled man on the planet and that a few seconds could be taken out of context. You, you went on to say about authority over women. If I have a responsibility over it, I must have a degree of authority. Yeah. For the same reason, if I have responsibility over and people are going to use their mind, it's an example, an analogy, responsibility over a child, I have to have some authority. Yeah. So you, you believe as part of your ownership or your property of, of the woman, you have authority over her. No, I believe if you have... That's what you said. I believe if you have responsibility over something, you have to have a degree of authority or you can't be responsible. Yeah, but authority means, again, that you're the boss. The point I'm making, if you'll please let me finish at this point, the point I was trying to make was talking about the safety of a woman. Mm. She was walking alone at night, and I was saying, well, I wouldn't let my woman walk alone at night. Mm. And they said, well, you're not in charge of her. You don't get to decide what she does. I said, I understand, but if I'm responsible for her safety and I'm the person who's burdened with making sure she is safe, I have to have the authority to say, don't put yourself in unsafe situations. The two things are linked. Well, you don't have authority. You, have the, you can absolutely have the right to say to the woman you're with, I don't think you should, but ultimately... If she but, decides, then but, I can't force her. Right, so course. authority implies that you have the ability to control someone. No, authority, believes, uh, the authority implies that I have the moral right to sit and say that that's an irresponsible thing to do and I'm responsible for that. That's not what things. authority means. I, I accept that you... Because you used the analogy of responsibility for a child. My friend, these are, these are very... These are actually really important things. They're important things, but you, introdu- you, introdu- you interrupt me every five seconds, so it's hard for me to actually explain my point. The point I'm making here is very simple. You have children, and you're responsible for their safety, mm-hmm. so you're going to have authority to say, don't go out at night, perhaps, because you want them to be safe. I have legal authority. You have a legal authority. Yeah. Legal authority. I'm saying that if I had a woman, and the, the question where you've raised this soundbite from, mm. I was asked about protecting a woman, making sure she's safe. Mm. And I would say, I wouldn't want her to go out at night on her own because I'm responsible for her safety. Mm. And someone said, well, you don't have authority over her to do that. And I said, well, no, I can't force her to stay inside. But if she were to ask me, how do I protect myself at night? I would say, well, you should stay inside. That's right. how you should do that's, it. I don't have an issue with what so you So we agree. Said. No, no. It's the semantics. No, it's, not, it's not semantics. And this is where I don't, don't think you quite get why there's a furore over what you say. With respect. Because the semantics point would be we're saying the same thing in different ways, but we're not. I'm saying to you that when you say I have to have some authority over a woman, I say to you, you have no right to any authority 
over a woman. You do over a child if it's your child because you are the legal appointed guardian of that child. Understood. You're not a legally appointed guardian or authority over your wife or female partner. Legally appointed, absolutely not. I agree. However, when it comes to things like personal responsibility or personal safety, men, largely by society, are accepted. We're the protectors and providers. We can sit here and pretend that in the world we live in, if me and my wife were walking down the street and men were to come up and try and attack us, I wouldn't be the one fighting. But we both know in reality, I would. Right. I have a degree I of I, I have a degree of responsibility to protect her. Mm. So if I have a degree of responsibility to protect her physically, then the point I'm trying to make is I will do my best to make sure she's never putting herself in unsafe situations. You wish situations. you hadn't used the word she, authority. She, the authority is something that she would give to me. She would come to me and say, so is, but, how, do, how can I make sure no, I'm as safe on. as okay. possible? But I don't want to interrupt you. I just want to point out that's not what authority means. If someone gives, you can, a person can give Voluntary else authority. authority is not authority. Uh, no, but that's the point. If it's a not. Woman, Pierce. If Andrew, a, stop. Pierce, if a woman comes to me and says, I want you to keep me safe, she is handing me authority for her safety. Coming up, more from Andrew Tate. Welcome back to a special edition of Piers Morgan Uncensored. Andrew Tate, one-on-one. Do you respect women? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Do you think that 18, 19-year-old women are more attractive than 25-year-old women? I think there's attractive people. Uh, that's, that's a loaded question. I don't know. Well, it's not really, is it? I, I can't You know say, why I'm asking you. Of course I do, but I can't sit well, here and for say... For the benefit of viewers who don't know why I'm asking, you said this. In general, this is also one of the reasons men find youth attractive. You want to block the internet? I'll block the internet right effing now. The reason 18 and 19-year-olds are more attractive than 25-year-olds is because they've been through less dick. People say, oh, you can't say that, but yes, I can. A 19-year-old is more attractive than a 26-year-old woman, and I'll tell you why. Because that 26-year-old has talked to more guys, been to the club more times, been effed and dumped more times, more arguments, more mess, more for me to clean up. That is misogyny. Why? Because you are encouraging a mindset about 25-year-old women that makes them sound out to be infinitely less desirable than 18, 19-year-olds and having effectively been having too much sex to be taken in a more respectful way. That would, well, firstly, even if that was the case, that wouldn't be misogyny. Well, what did you mean by what you said? That's not misogyny because it's not anti-women. I'm, I'm saying that an 18 or a 19-year-old woman would be more desirable. It's pretty anti-25-year-old woman. Anti-25-year-old women, we can argue, but not misogyny. Well, that's misogyny so then, isn't it? No, 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 it's not. Well, being anti-any woman at all is misogyny. Not when, I'm, not when I'm saying that women are beautiful and attractive at a certain age and saying the age You're saying 18, 19-year-olds are more attractive than 25 Well, then ageist, perhaps, but misogynistic, absolutely is that not. Is that But you just accepted it was misogyny. No, I didn't. You said it was misogyny. I'm telling you, no, it's not. So you don't think if you're saying slightly hateful things about a 25-year-old... That's not slightly hateful. Well, it is. You it's, think you, you say that to a woman's face if she's 25? It's not slightly hateful. When so you would go up to a 25-year-old woman and tell her exactly what I just read out. Why would I walk up to a random 25-year-old woman... Because you said it in public on the that. internet, and it's been listened to and watched by millions and millions of young, Correct. impressionable boys. Correct. There was a large panel. There was a conversation. Right. There was hours long of conversation. There were feminists attacking men for toxic masculinity and attacking me and saying things. And I said things back, which were going to antagonize But I think, them. see, I'm... I so, think, which you've done yourself a, a bunch of times. I think please. a lot of allegations of toxic masculinity are not toxic. Correct. I do think that kind of uh, sentence that I just read out, that, that paragraph, is actually toxic. If you genuinely mean that, and you say you wouldn't say it to a woman's face, but you said it in public about women of that age, I do think that's misogynist. And I think you probably do too. 
I don't think it's misogynistic. I understand why it can be insulting. To you wouldn't people. say it to a woman's face. I'd say, well, it depends. You're making out like I'm walking around the street going up to random 25 Well, effectively, you're doing it to tens of millions of people online. There's no difference. Not at it? all. We're discussing a topic. We were discussing the, the ideal age of a man. Should, should young boys, right, in their teens, are you comfortable that they would have that mindset? Be I, honest. I think that young boys in their teens lack life experience. They lack nuance. And they need to be very, very careful what they're digesting online, whether it's my content or anybody else's. We agree about a lot of things. But when I read that kind of thing, I'm like, I just, how much of that is you? How much of that is some act? Do you regret saying stuff like this? I don't. And actually, do you see it as weakness to admit you shouldn't have said something like that? No, I don't live with regret. I think what's happened is that, like I said, long format content, arguments with feminists, arguments with the toxic masculine crowd, arguments with the left. And they're going to take a small clip, small sentence from ours, and they're going to try and paint me as a... But I'm not left or right. I don't know what you are, Piers. Exactly. That's my point. No, and, but that's my point. And I understand. <laughs> and, and you're doing exactly as I knew would happen on this interview, which is because you're a busy man. You're not going to watch hours and hours and hours of video. Actually, I have watched hours and hours of video, and I'm going to come to the stuff where I agree with you, and I'm going to come to the stuff about your censorship, which sure. I have issues with. So this is, you know, it's a long interview, right? Sure. I just thought off the top, you said to me, and you were quite bold about it, well, go on, then let's go through this. And you, and you should keep going. I will sit here and stand by what I said. I believe that on man... That, on that, I just read to you then. Yeah. Do you wish you hadn't said that? I understand how it's been misconstrued. I understand how it's been weaponized against me. Do I regret it because it's been weaponized and used against me? Well, that's slightly annoying. Did that's I, not why did, I want you did to Did I, at the time, mean what I said in, in the context of the conversation, mm. which obviously you, you, you're not familiar with and the people at home are not familiar with? No, I meant what I said. The 25-year-old women that have just talked to more guys, been to the club more times been effed and dumped more times, more arguments, more mess, more for me to clean up. Well, there's a whole bunch, there's a whole bunch of context and conversation around that that's been missed. And I, I don't think people. I'm missing much context. Well, I, pretty... I, I encourage people who are interested to go watch it. Right, but I mean, I've just read out three sentences on the bounce there. I don't think there's any context I'm missing. I mean, you're, you've made it pretty clear what you think about the difference between 18 and 90-year-old women. I wasn't talking about myself, even. I was explaining, I was talking with a Muslim guy who was on the panel, and he was explaining how youth is very valid, valued in most parts of the world mm. and why virginity is valued in most parts of the world. The feminists were arguing against it. The conversation has been misunderstood. They've taken this clip of it and it's been weaponized and used against me. I understand that is because I'm now the most famous Google person on the planet. It's inconvenient, sure. But I'm definitely not a danger to women in any regard. Mm. I date women 25, 26, 27 years old all the time. None of them are offended by the things I don't I'm think saying. you're a danger to women. Of I think that I think the danger, if it, if it concerns you... The danger is the influence you have on young men to have this kind of mindset about women. And that's really where I'm trying to get to what you really believe and how much you've just shot off because you think it's like entertaining and you haven't really given it much thought. And whether now you're a bit older and you've had all the fallout, whether part of you is thinking, actually, if I had, as Joe Rogan says, if you hadn't said stuff like this, you'd probably still be on all these platforms. You'd be massively more popular, massively more famous, massively richer. So I'm really just trying to get to... On the blatantly misogynist stuff, do you yeah. just wish you hadn't said it? With great power comes great responsibility. Mm. It was certainly said before the great power came. It's inconvenient to a degree. However, like I said at the time, with the context of the conversation, I know that I'm not saying things which I believe to be detrimental to the world. However, they've been misconstrued and they've been misunderstood. If a 25-year-old woman was watching this, would you say, I'm sorry for saying that? Well, I wouldn't want anyone to be offended by anything I say. But yeah, I say it, things it, but I say things that offend. And this but, is the thing that's interesting, Piers. Please let me finish. Yeah, but are you, again, you're Please. behaving like a politician. But hang on. You can say I'm interrupting. You do. But, if, but you're answering a different question to the one I asked you. 
So as an interviewer, you're, sure. Be, okay, you're sure. behaving... Ask, sure, OK, let's... Sure, OK, ask. you accept that. Let's no accept problem. we both no problem, got no problem. on. OK. So, again, my point is simply, if a 26-year-old woman is watching this and has heard those comments, yeah. would you just say to her, look, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that? No, I won't. I will say that I am sorry that that offends you. However, there's a large contingent of the world... That doesn't and, mean you're sorry. Uh, no, I'm not sorry. That's the point I'm making. I'm sorry if that offends you. However, there's a large contingent of the world that believe that, and I was mediating for a conversation. Parts of the world that believe that about 26-year-old women are parts of the world where women are not allowed out on their own. That's, your, that's a conversation They have to have. wear full burkas. Well, that's a conversation They're not allowed have. to drive cars. That's nothing to do with me. But is that right? the kind of world for a woman that you have... I was, mediating a, I was mediating a conversation. No, I'm asking you what you think. I, I don't live in a country where that happens. You're using that as the excuse for why you're not sorry for saying it. It's not an excuse. Is that there are parts of the world where this is fine? My friend. So my question to you is, well, do you think it's fine? I don't think it's fine. I live in a world where... You don't think it's fine? My, the reason this I... This isn't that hard, Andrew. You can simply say, Piers, you know what? With the benefit of hindsight, I wish I hadn't said it like that. And if a 26-year-old woman's watching, I'm sorry I said that because that actually is blatantly misogynist. And even though that's a view held by other parts of the world, it's not a view I share. Now, I would respect you more if you said that yeah. than if you try and say, well, it's said in other parts of the world, so I'm not sorry. I think you That need, doesn't tell me what you think. Then you need to understand why my content existed in the first place. My content existed because I tried my very hardest to be an absolute and not a realist, especially with uncomfortable truths. Mm. I was pointing out that very uncomfortable... Is that a truth? Then? It's an uncomfortable truth in many parts of the world. It's not a truth that I'm happy about. It's not a truth I'm creating. No, hang on. You're digging it again. What do you mean that's a truth in other parts of the world? That's what you said. It's not, you're not talking about another part of the world. You're talking about what you believe is the difference between 18 and 90-year-olds and 26-year-olds. I was talking about... That's your belief. I was talking about what the people on the panel believe the difference is. So what do you think the difference is? I think the difference is age. What's the difference, then? Well, then, a 26-year-old's older than a 19-year-old. And so you stand by what you said about talking to the guys, being to the club more times, being left to dump more times. Well, you I, believe that or not? No, there's plenty of 26-year-old women who have been with one man or, or a virgin, right. of course. So you don't believe that? I don't think that the age is the only thing that's going to decipher well, how many men or women... Right, so if you with. don't actually believe what you said, just say sorry. It's not about not believing what I'm saying. It's about you understanding that there's large conversations going on. But you were saying what you think. Is, is I, I, I feel like you're trying to pin me down. If and... it's not what you believe, just say, I don't believe that. What part wouldn't I believe? Well, you tell me which part you don't believe. There's the sentence. Which part would you now say you don't believe? I believe that 25-year-old women perhaps have had, because they've been alive longer, maybe have had more partners, but I don't believe that makes them a bad person. Right. But you understand that the way you phrased it makes every 25-year-old woman feel a bad person. I, no, I don't think so. Of I course under... you do. Not stupid, Dad. Come on. Piers. Andrew, you're not stupid. You know what that sounds like to any 25, 26-year-old woman. Completely. And you're... Right? So you have maligned every 25, 26-year-old woman with that statement. And I'm simply asking you to all those who are not of the type of women that you've described it, are you sorry? I don't want anybody to be offended by anything I say. I want to be a positive force in the world. I don't want anybody to hear what I say and make them feel bad about themselves. Mm. I want all people to live righteous and good, whether they're male or female. Coming up, more from Andrew Tate. Welcome back to a special edition of Piers Morgan Uncensored. Andrew Tate, one-on-one. -on -one. Have you ever been in love? Yeah. How many times? Uh, uh, plenty. I believe in love between men and women. I'm a I think. real love, you know. Where yeah. it's, I how, believe, how many times would you say? Let's say 10. I mean, I've been in love, and I certainly believe that 
men and women, when they work together, it's the most beautiful force on the planet. I believe in family. I believe in children. I believe in... Why are you single? I'm not single. Well, you're not married. Something. Well, if I was married, the last thing I would do is advertise it to the feral psychopaths on the internet. So I'm not a feral psychopath. Well, like you called me be, friend earlier. Can be debated, Pierce. But the point <laughs> I'm the point. But the point I'm making as a whole is that. Do you want to get woman, married? No, but this is we have to. We house all feed into each other, Pierce. I'm talking about protecting. Not a hard question. No, but I'm talking about protecting and providing for a woman. I'm talking about a man being responsible for her safety. I understand. So of course I believe in men and women. Of course I believe in love. Of course I believe in marriage. Of course I believe in family. No, but none the of idea that, that I don't believe in <laughs> the idea that I don't believe in these things. I is didn't crazy. ask you if you believed in it. I asked you if you're going to get married one day. Absolutely. You'd like to. If I'm not married already, I would. I will be married one day. If I'm not. Well, you, you might be secretly married. I, I could be married, correct. Why would you not tell me either way? Why would I advertise to the feral psychopaths of the world who have tried their very best to destroy me for an opinion about my private life and the things that are most sacred to me? Why well, you would think I do if that? you said you were married, everyone would hate you? I don't know why people hate me. It's about me understanding that I'm a hard target, but I am very, very protective of the people I care about. Right. But you believe in the concept of marriage. Completely. That's what we were talking about the whole time. What do you think? I we mean, talked about a man giving a woman away. Okay. I believe in marriage more than anybody. In fact, my... I believe in marriage. In, no, please. Okay. I believe in marriage in the traditional sense. I believe a man has a duty to stand up and be a real man. I believe that the problem with the world today that we are facing is that not enough men are sticking to the age-old ways of masculinity. Mm -hmm. I believe that me standing up and saying a man must protect a woman and provide for her, so he needs to make sure that she's safe. He needs a degree of authority to I protect her. I have no her. problem with... No, but, no you, but people do have a problem with it. I'm, and that's I'm the, not... Sorry. And that's the world we're in now. Andrew, I'm over here. Sure. I don't have a problem with what you just said. Here's where my problem comes, right? There are a lot of clips of you floating around on the internet, as you know. One of them it has you saying, bang out the machete, boom in her face, grip her by the neck, shut up, bitch. In another, you say, slap, slap, grab, choke, shut up, bitch, sex. When people see those clips and they hear you say those them. things... Agreed. Well, I don't think that... It's not hard to misunderstand it. It is. You might say that it's consensual. Other people would say, whether it's consensual or not, that's a very ugly way to talk about women. Completely. Now let's Hitting watch... them with machetes. No, watch the whole video. It's a girl coming at me with a machete and me saying, here, slap the machete out of her hand. She's attacking me. So you don't understand. This is the exact point. I do the understand. Con... No, people don't watch them in full. And this is actually what's interesting. And please don't interrupt me on this point. Social media has changed in modern times. YouTube five years ago was five, six, seven, eight minute long videos. Mm. Now we have TikTok, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, YouTube shorts, Instagram stories. Now anything you produce that's long form is cut down to very, very short form. They're interested in clicks, they're interested in engagement. Of course. They find, the most, from all they that. find the most controversial clips they can and Andrew, on purpose. You benefited from all that. Everybody benefits from social media views, your, as do you. Your, was it the Hustler? What is it? I called? had an online school called Hustlers University. Right. And their whole job was to promote your clips. Make you rich and famous. So you've benefited from this system, the one you now profess to hate. You've benefited from it. I all never that. said I hated you've it. You've clickbaited like the best of them. I never said I hated it. I'm saying what happened. I don't hate it. I don't hate social media. I think it's a very powerful force. I don't hate the social media. I'm saying that. The point that. is, I think you can talk... Look, you can talk to girlfriends of yours, um, maybe a secret wife, I don't know. It's entirely up or to two. You. Or two. Or two. Maybe you've got ten wives. That's your business. I don't care, Right. My only thing is, I don't care what you do in private. If it's consensual between you and another woman, you can do what you like, right? It's your life. I believe in freedom and, and liberty. It's when you say it in public, it's the influence that this kind of thing has on young men. Agree. Right? And I speak with someone with three sons, right? It's who are, by the way, they're intrigued by you. They're fascinated, right? You're a, you're a big thing in that world of TikTok and so on. So they all are aware of you and what you say. So they're all looking. And when they see things like the machete thing, I get the context because I'm a 57-year-old guy 
who's been around the block a bit, and I can get what you said, and you were responding to a particular scenario yep. which you'd created where but, a woman... But picked... it can be misunderstood. I understand. So my point to you is, given that you know it can be misunderstood... Do you regret saying things like this on camera where it can be disseminated by less intelligent young males who think that is actually what they should be doing to women? And finally, we get to the point of the issue, which is the point I tried to make at the very beginning. When I made a video before I was famous that got 500 views, me being concerned that 1% of people will misunderstand it was not relevant. Where you start getting 5 million views a video, 50 million views a video, 1% of people misunderstanding it. doesn't change what becomes you... a, No, it doesn't. But it becomes a much larger problem. I understand. So with great fame That's true. comes great responsibility. Right. So... I agree. Would I... Now that I'm my... famous, yes. do I say things the same way as I did back before I was famous? Absolutely not. Right. As neither would you or nearly any other famous person on the planet. So my logical... Once you become famous, you have to be a lot more careful with how you say things. I understand. So my logical follow-up to that remains... Do you regret then saying it the way you said it? I can't live in regret by saying something before I was famous on a camera which barely anybody watched and then I became famous afterwards. That would be a very asinine way to view the world. So I can't stand, live in... Do so you I, stand by all those things? I can't live in regret because I didn't know I was going to become the most famous man on the planet. You see, but one of the problems that people have with you is that they think you have a malevolent influence on young people. This was the excuse that was put out by the big tech companies. Excuse, oh, excuse being the key word. Well, it may be, actually. You know, I... I, I Intrinsically, I have a problem with censorship. I don't think Donald Trump should be banned from Twitter, for example, because the Ayatollah of Iran remains on Twitter and other social media platforms. And whatever I think of you, you're not the Ayatollah of Iran, right? So there's, there's a, to me, there's got to be perspective here. And I don't understand the inconsistency by what companies like Twitter, how they treat the, the leader of Iran mm -hmm. and someone like you. It seems to me they're much more draconian on people like you yeah. than they are with people who perhaps should not be allowed platforms. Yeah. Um, but generally, I don't really agree with no platforming people. Yeah. But I think what's interesting talking to you is it seems to me like you have gone on a bit of a journey of self-awareness about the impact of some of the stuff you said in the past and you have said you wouldn't say it again in the same way. Now, you may not want to express regret for that, but it shows me that at the very least you have evolved to somebody who recognises that these can be quite damaging in the way that you said them. Completely. As a professional and as an adult, it would be stupid for me to sit here and say that now that I'm the most famous man on the planet, my words do not have more impact than they did before. Next tonight, the final part of my exclusive interview with Andrew Tate. Welcome back to a special edition of Piers Morgan Uncensored. Andrew Tate, one-on-one. -on -one. You talk about people don't want to see men dressed up in dresses. I transgender That's people. not exactly what I said. What, I did said you, what did you say? I said the reason I am so popular and I'm so famous is that there's a large contingent of men who don't want to wear makeup, who still want to make money, go to the gym, be strong, drive a fast car, be traditionally masculine, and don't want to be shamed for that, and they don't want to be called toxic for that. That is the reason I'm so massively famous. That is what I said. What say. do you think of transgender people? That's nothing to do with me. I'm not transgender and I don't understand the issue like they do. When they attacked me, they lump a whole bunch of things in together. They say misogynistic, racist, transphobic. They just put them all together at random. No, I'm mixed race. By the way, I, I don't know where they get these. They just get these buzzwords Andrew, and put them in, Andrew, in a sentence. By the way, I completely agree. It's and crazy. I've had, and I've had the same thing done to me. Okay. And well, I'm not then. calling you anything. I'm asking you what you personally believe you are. I, it's not an issue I discuss. What I do discuss is so that... So you support transgender people? Trans, I, I support individual liberty. I'm a libertarian. Yeah, so you support transgender people? Sure. What do you believe about depression? Do you believe depression is a real thing? I believe that feeling depressed is real. 
I don't believe depression as a clinical disease is real, no. Really? Correct. You don't believe people can be clinically depressed? I think PTSD is very real. I've, unfortunately, I have some friends who suffer from that. Mm. I know that feeling depressed is real. I believe that the number one power you have against these things are taking, trying to take control of your own mind and affecting your own life. I've lived a very difficult life, and I know people who have, that the things that made them feel better is when they woke up and said, you know what, I'm not going to allow this to damage me anymore. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to fight this as hard as right. I can. And, I'm, and by the way, on that... I agree. So we agree. Right? My favorite speech is the Rocky Balboa. Okay, the so then we agree. The no, red no. One. no, we do. Here's where we don't agree. <sighs> Pierce. You don't. No, hang on. You, you've got to let me sure. interject when I don't agree with you, sure. right? Where I don't agree with you is that there's no such thing as clinical depression. There absolutely is. Well, it's a proven scientific medical reality. There's a different argument about have we gone a bit too soft, right, in yeah. schools and yeah. all the rest of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Do I think some people moan and whine too much about their lot in life? Definitely. Okay. Are we a victimhood society? 100%. Okay. Is there such a thing as clinical depression? Absolutely. So if and, so- it, and my argument is that if you actually bracket everybody who's not clinically depressed and doesn't have the genuine medical condition, then actually if millions of people are deemed to have depression, the ones who really need the help don't get it. Well, That's that, my point. Well, that, can, that, that I would agree with. You're right. I think it's certainly an overused term. But you don't you don't accept there is such a thing as clinical depression. No, I don't. Andrew, you're simply wrong. If that's what you believe, Pierce. That's what I believe. I don't believe in things that take power away. There from is me. not an eminent doctor in the world Pierce, that would agree with you. Pierce. Do you I, think you know more than doctors? I can't become clinically depressed. Why do you know? Because I don't believe in it. I can't be haunted by a ghost if I don't believe in ghosts. Well, that's like I'm never going to die because I don't believe in it. It's ridiculous. Perhaps. But if it allows me to live a life where I feel happy and content within you, see, myself... This is, again, this is that little area where it's, you lose me. No, I don't lose you. You are, because, because Pierce, somebody with your following Pierce, says the thousands no of people, thing. The thousands of people who have emailed me saying, my doctor told me I was clinically depressed and it's a disease that I have got in my brain and I can't be fixed. And I started listening to you and I realized that that's not the case and I can fix my own life and you're the only person who has if ever you, helped me. Oh, Andrew. Thousands of people have... Andrew, email me that exact think, email. If you think you are single-handedly curing people of clinical depression, you are living in cloud cuckoo land. I am reading the emails of people who I have cured of clinical depression. You're reading emails from people who have believed you when they, you say there isn't such a thing, and they've probably never been diagnosed clinical depressed. They just want to go along with what Andrew Tate says. I don't think so. I and think- I think your view of that is... that view is dangerous. I, I, I respect that you think my view is dangerous, and I respect you have the right to view that, mm. to think that. I think that clinical depression, I actually agree with you, is massively overdiagnosed. I've already said that PTSD is a very real thing. I've already said... I didn't... That- oh, hang on. Okay. Again, you're misquoting me. I, I did not say clinical depression is massively overdiagnosed. I said that people who claim to be depressed but don't have clinical depression, I think that is massively overblown, right? In other words, there are a lot of people who just have a bad day yeah. and declare, I've got depression. Yeah. And I, I say, well, have you been to a doctor? Have you been clinically diagnosed? If you have and you have clinical depression, that's one thing. But if you haven't, we could probably work on some mental strength and resilience skills with you. But a, a clinically depressed person has an absolutely proven medical condition that is beyond their control. Not according to me and many others, my friend. Well, look, what do you know about it, honestly? Sure. You're a guy on the make who's done very well for himself, spouting stuff off, much of which I agree with, as you've seen in the interview. Uh, but some of which is ludicrous, and that's one of them. It's not ludicrous. It is. It's not. If you said to me, we're in a victim whose society has got to stop, I'm with you. Okay. But the moment you try and deny clinical depression... I believe feeling depressed mm. is real. I do not believe it's a disease that you catch from the sky and you cannot affect. 
I believe that no matter what happens, I believe you have control of your own mind and you can fight against it. Fine. Good. So uh, we agree. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. Beers are on my side, afraid of being cancelled along with me. As I said to you from a start, that's all I agree is. with a lot of what you say. Completely. So we're uh, talking but I'm about... taking you to task over the stuff I don't agree with, sure. and I'm just not sure you understand why it's wrong, which no. is in itself quite revealing. Let me talk to you about Alex. I... Let me talk to you about Alex Jones, right? Who I have a bit of history with. He tried to get me deported from the United States. Oh, did he? Yeah. What is your view of Alex Jones? I think that Alex Jones is a sovereign individual who, very much like the rabid left, deserves a chance to speak on his points of view. I think that the truth on issues is usually somewhere in the middle between two extremes. And I so think, you think Sandy Hook was staged? I don't know anything about Sandy Hook. Really? You know he's just been sued by the families for no. millions and millions. I have no idea. You don't know anything about it? No. So why would you support someone in public when you know nothing about the most infamous When thing have I supported him in public? You have supported him in public. I don't know Sandy Hook. I don't know. And you know what it was? It was a mass shooting. Of school children. Oh, okay, but to sit and, and he, it's actually no, no. Let's stop for a second. Please don't interrupt me. The, here's why you're. I know why you're good at your job. First, you interrupt people a lot, which is good. It's a good skill. Actually, and, you're very, own, and, you're no, no. And, and then there no, you go. No. Prove me right. But here's exactly and the timing's what, good. Here's exactly what I do. I only interrupt people like you when you either refuse to answer the question or answer a completely different one. Sure. And I want to remind you of what the question was. Fair enough. Or fair. when you misquote me back, which you've done repeatedly through the interview, where you say, you see, Piers, you agree with me. And the viewer who's been watching will go, no, he didn't. Cool. No problem. The other thing you do is you try and set these traps like now. So you're saying What's that, the trap you think I'm setting? You're saying that I agree with every single point of view a man has. I literally didn't say that. You're saying, well, you support Alex Jones. Why would he, you misquote me? Because you're saying you support Alex Jones and you said he, you've been on his podcast and he said this. I don't know what... What do you I, think of Alex Jones? I, I don't know everything he said. What do you Pierce. think of him? I think... I think on his podcast, he was cordial. I think he was professional on his podcast. I've also done podcasts with rabid leftists and, and, and people who openly hate me. Alex Jones said that Sandy Hook didn't happen. It was staged by actors. Okay. This compounded the appalling grief of the families of those poor 20 children okay. who were gunned to pieces by a lunatic with an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. They were already grief-stricken beyond belief, and this guy poured petrol onto that grief quite deliberately to make a huge amount of money from his Infowars fake news bullshit. And as a result, a lot of the families have now sued him and they've won. And he's going to have to pay back tens, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars in damages to these families. And quite right, it won't do anything about the pain he caused them. Some of them actually had people turn up outside their houses with guns because Alex Jones had told them that these parents were making it all up. They were all staged actors. It was all run by the government. So I simply say to you, now I've told you that, what is your view of Alex Jones? I don't see why any of that has to do with me. I, 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 it's very interesting. I've done the guy's podcast. I know him well. He was professional and courteous to me. When I meet somebody and they show me respect, I show them back. Respect. That's what I do, as I did with you. You respect him? If somebody shows me respect and is courteous to me, I'm courteous back. It's if lame Vladimir and let's Putin move on. If Putin had a podcast, would you go on it? I, I, sure. You would? Great. I've done a bunch of podcasts with people who are advocating for things okay. that I do not agree with on every single level. In fact, most of my podcasts are me disagreeing with people. So it's completely crazy that you're trying to lump me in with that. That's, that's cheap. I think that's you, cheap. you are completely misconstruing the point of what I'm saying. I think deliberately. No, no. What you're trying is a cheap trick. And I'm just making it clear it's to not the a audience. Cheap trick. It's a I'm cheap just trick. curious where your, line, where your moral line is. It's a cheap trick. I Where's dis- your moral line? I disagree with the points of view with the majority of the people I do podcasts with. So it's a very cheap trick you're trying here. So when I don't people know invent vile things 
to make themselves rich off the back of families of little kids who've been blown to pieces with a machine gun or a semi-automatic version of a machine gun, I think that is actually a line I, would, I wouldn't cross. I wouldn't be happy to go on someone's podcast when they've been responsible for doing that. It's not about political views or differences of opinion over facts. It's about somebody deliberately inventing a pack of lies to compound the grief of families. And I just, I'm curious, you don't think you have any need to go down any kind of moral quandary about people like that before you continue to allow them to use you for their own promotion. He didn't use me. He didn't use me for Why does he have you on the podcast? Because we disagreed and discussed points like we're doing with you right now. Did you you call him out on that? Are you using me? We didn't discuss that. I'm not using you. I'm giving you a platform most people aren't giving you right now to show the world who you really are. Fantastic. So neither of us are using each other. I'm here on your show. I'm providing you with content. You're giving me a platform. And nobody's using each other. It's mutual. We don't agree on a whole bunch of issues. It's fine. And here we are. I think we've had a robust exchange. Do you identify as a feminist? I think that women and men are fantastic. Both of us are fantastic. I think women reproduce. I think women need to be respected, protected, provided for. I think that modern feminism is kind of hard for me to even truly understand. What do you think it means? What is feminism? I think that the idea of feminism is that men and women are equal uh, under the law. And do you believe that? Completely. We should be treated completely equal. Yeah, but we are equal under the law. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Not really. I think there are still some issues in the world where, I mean, certainly in workplace, the gender pay gap remains. Uh, they're not treated equally in most cases, women? Well, that can be discussed, the gender pay gap. I think that's already been discussed at length. I think that there's actually... You think women should go to work? I think women should work completely. I do believe that the most, in my personal view, the most important and respectful thing a woman can do is become a mother. I think that having children is a beautiful thing. Should young men, though, all aspire to be like you? Should young men aspire to work very hard, have no criminal record, become multimillionaires, protect and provide for the women close to them... Uh, be sovereign so they can stand up and have their own points of view in face of cancellation, be able to not be mentally intimidated when they go on national TV and there's traps set up for them. Yeah, I believe that confident, strong men who stand up and protect and provide for women are a good thing for the world and a good force for the world. And I don't think that I put a magic spell on anybody. I think there's a whole bunch of men in the world who understands my value. And we're, and I'm, not, I'm certainly not the worst influence out here, Piers. You have little Nas twerking on the devil on music videos, which our children are digesting. You have uh, drill artists singing about stabbing people to death in the middle of a knife crime epidemic. You have rabid uh, psychopaths on whether the right or the left announcing violence on the other side. I think if you're honest with yourself, that you can see why people found a lot of the stuff you've said problematic and misogynist. And I think you recognised you wouldn't express yourself in that way again because you've understood that it's caused a lot of harm. And that's really, really what I wanted to get to today Mm. was an acknowledgement by you that these things clearly were said in the wrong way, created the wrong impression if you didn't mean them the way you intended them, and can therefore have a malevolent influence when you have a huge following. Yeah, when you have a huge following, you certainly have to be a lot more careful about how you get certain points across. That's absolutely a fact. Andrew, I appreciate you coming all the way from Romania. Thank you. It's been an interesting conversation, and I thank you for having it. Cheers, Frank. Well, that's it for me. Whatever you're up to, keep it uncensored. Good night. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.